on this episode of What Could Have Pin. Grab your wands, don't get any funny ideas. We're going back to potions class with Harry Potter. Hello, 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 everybody. I am super excited because this is the first ever episode of What Could Have Pin. Now, this is a podcast where we travel to an alternate timeline in which your favorite franchises were turned into pinball machines. So on this week's episode, we're going to explore the world of Harry Potter. Also, I want to hear your own creative ideas and additions, so we'll be setting up a message board for that. It's probably going to be on pin side, so stay tuned. Uh, and don't be shy. We're all one big, happy, freaking pinball-loving family. So, since it's the first episode, uh, I kind of want to go over the format first. Each franchise game is going to be made in the era that the franchise existed. So, think about it this way. Like, uh, games that are post-New Stern era, as I'd like to call it. You know, your avatars, um, your Iron Man's, like, you know. Games that kind of came out in the late aughts, uh, early teens. These uh, are only going to be discussed uh, in the context of what would be considered an LE model. We're not even going to talk about the pros. Uh, you get more creative with the LE models. We have better opportunities to come up with cooler ideas. So we're only going to talk about the LE models. Now, if we're talking about a game that's prior to the new Stern era, as I like to call it, something in like the 90s, Williams Vane. Uh, you know, we're only going to be talking about standard models because that's all there was, standard models. So now that we have that out of the way, let's talk about the areas that we're going to hit. First, we'll talk about the design. Okay, so we're going to do cabinet art, what the trans light's going to look like, kind of how the play field is laid out, and then we'll get into rules scoring, and shots. Uh, next, we'll talk about the DMD animations. In some cases, you know, if it's a current franchise, we'll talk about the LED display animations, video clips, that kind of thing. Then one of my favorite sections, we're going to talk about toys, toys, toys. All the toys that are going to be on the game, uh, we're going to make them freaking cool is, is really the best way I can put it. <laughs> I mean, I love toys. I love adding mods. I love adding them to games. And uh, we're just going to hit it hard. And we're going to put the coolest possible toys we can on. Cost is not a factor. We're not going to play that game here. We're just going to create the best, coolest pinball machine that we can. And then last but not least is the call-out corner where we're going to talk about the call-outs in the game. Because, I mean, come on. Call-outs are so important to a good game. So we'll talk about the call-outs. And I will cover those in detail that'll be the last thing we talk about because it's one of my most favorite so let's jump into it we're going to talk about harry potter harry potter's been a game that's been on my mind a lot since i kind of came up with this concept and in fact it's probably one of the games that really was the catalyst behind the idea for this podcast uh, that and another game which we'll cover probably in the next couple of episodes but i've given it a lot of thought and if we're going to jump directly into the design, I think I first want to talk about the cabinet art. Now, this may be a bit of a cliche, and if you guys have any ideas on this, I'd love to hear them. Uh, but for me, I have to go with good versus evil right off the bat. 
So in my mind, I imagine on the back uh, on the back box, right? We've got the Harry and Voldemort, and on the cabinet itself, you've got on one side Harry casting a spell, uh, and on the other side Voldemort casting as well, and. I'm thinking sort of, if you remember in Goblet of Fire, I'm going to kind of get nerd status here for anyone that hasn't seen Harry Potter before. I totally recommend seeing the movies if you haven't. Oh, man, they're so good. But in Goblet of Fire, Voldemort is battling Harry. And uh, spoiler alert, there is a battle between the two. It's kind of the theme of the entire Harry Potter series. And Voldemort uh, executes a spell that's called Havercadaver, which is a forbidden spell which is intended to kill. And Harry uh, is repelling this curse, or this, uh, it is a curse, um, and there's a blue beam, I believe a blue beam coming from Harry's wand, if I recall correctly, and a green beam coming from Voldemort's wand. So imagine both sides of the cabinet and... Uh, Harry's on one side casting the blue charge out of his wand and it's running down the cabinet towards the front of the cabinet and Voldemort's on the other side with his green and it's running down the side towards the front of the cabinet. And this is kind of our theme color-wise. The green versus the blue, the good versus the evil. It's going to be a, a big theme throughout. Um, the, front of the, the front of the cabinet is probably going to have a motif of maybe Hogwarts or maybe some owls. Um, owls are a big part of the Harry Potter franchise, the Harry Potter theme. They deliver mail. So it's going to have some details in there, but it's not important, right? I mean, it is. A, you, most people walk up to a pinball machine. The first thing that they see is the translite and the play field. They're not really looking at the front of the game, but we'll add some details in there. But let's talk about the translite. So, of course, we have to have the main characters. But again, I want to have this good versus evil concept going on. So on one side, uh, I'd really like to see uh, Harry and the gang. So that's going to be Harry, Hermione, and Ron. And behind them, uh, I think we'll have like Dumbledore, probably Dumbledore behind them. Um, and then on the other side, and we're sticking with the value of threes, um, we're going to go ahead and say probably like, uh, Draco um, and Draco's father Lucius and uh, the whole Draco family's a bunch of bad guys um, and Snape um, so it's going to be like mostly Slytherin crew and then behind them um, Voldemort because Voldemort being the leader of the bad guys um, and then maybe in the background Hogwarts Castle uh, and uh it's going to be a dark theme. Uh, imagine the cover. If you've ever seen the cover of like Half-Blood Prince, any of the movies really after Goblet of Fire, they start to kind of stray into this darker territory. So imagine that dark theme. So that's how the design of the cabinet's going to lo look. And uh, yeah, some definitely some nice silver tea molding. Because we're talking, this is probably going to have come out somewhere right around the early teens. Um, right, I'm trying to think when the last movie came out, but... Or it's probably going to come out in the late aughts, so 2008, 2009, right around then. Now, moving on to the play field, this is going to continue the theme of good versus evil. Uh, on one side, I'd really like to see some of the uh, Death Eaters um, and uh, maybe some Dementors on one side. 
and some of the good characters on the other, uh, maybe Hagrid, um, maybe have Hagrid in his hut, uh, you know, some of the teachers who uh, are good, right? So we have good versus evil, again, on the play field. This is going to, I think, mostly in the plastics is where we're going to see those characters. On the play field itself, uh, I'm going to, again, go for the cliche, but I, I see dead center, the middle of the play field, is going to be uh, a symbol from Harry Potter. Um, it's going to be, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be very reminiscent of the Harry Potter verse. Uh, that's short for Harry Potter universe. Uh, yeah, super cool fandom. And uh, around the circle will be the modes, and the modes are going to be famous battles from the Harry Potter series. So one of the, f- in the first couple of movies in the second film... Chamber of Secrets, there is a scene where Harry has to fight a basilisk. So that would be one of the modes, fighting the basilisk, okay? As you move up the play field, uh, again, you're going to have your standard movie artwork um, peppering throughout the play field. Uh, I have some ideas for some ramps in the back. The ramps are going to be a left and a right ramp that return uh, back to your in lanes. Um, And there's going to be obviously an orbit, um, and then in like kind of in the middle, this I'm kind of thinking like a Spider-Man layout. Imagine Spider-Man, how those ramps are laid out. So you've got your left ramp, um, your right ramp, and then you kind of have a uh, side ramp and a third flipper on the right-hand side. Then you've got your orbits, and then right dead center, you've got Sandman. In this case, I thought it'd be super duper cool. I don't know how it's going to fit really. Um, probably going to be a multi-ball, but I thought it'd be really, really cool to include a the the Whomping Willow, which is one of the uh, trees on the grounds of Hogwarts, and it just it beats the crap out of people. I mean, that's if you come up to it and you catch the Whomping Willow in a bad mood, he's gonna absolutely destroy you. So why not bash the Whomping Willow? I mean, I think it's a great idea. What do you guys think? Should it be a bash toy in the middle of the playfield? Uh, something else? You let me know. I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. But I just can't help but think about this Whomping Willow shot over and over and over again. You're just bashing it, bashing it, bashing it. It would have a coil so that it can sway back and forth like it does in the movie. You know, it bounces back and forth and shakes everywhere. So I think that's I think it's a really neat idea. Um, just behind the Whomping Willow is going to be your, uh, your upper lanes, okay? And the upper lanes are going to be broken into three sections. And that's going to be your skill shot, and it's going to also be... Um, they like it's gonna light your multipliers on your play field. So uh, you hit the inline, you hit the in lanes, you get them all lit, you know, off of the the loops. And maybe we have kind of like a sort of like a Lord of the Rings situation where when you get up into the outer loops, there's um, certain if you hit the shot with a certain velocity, you can end up in those in lanes again. And just below those are pop bumpers. But as you get those lit, um, I'm. Sorry, not, not playfield multipliers, your bonus multipliers. Um, so as you get those lit, you increase your bonus each time they're lit. And then obviously lighting the lane and hitting that off the plunge is going to be your skill shot. Haven't quite come up with what those three lanes are going to be yet. It's tough. I was trying to think of rules of three, but it's, it's tough. So throughout the game, um, you're also going to have to do things like collect um, certain items to get to what would ultimately be the wizard mode, which is defeat Voldemort. Uh, again, 
Big spoiler alert here. If you've never seen the movies, stop the podcast now. Go spend 13 hours or 22 hours or however many hours it takes to finish all the movies and then come back. But you've been warned. The main way that Harry Potter has to defeat Voldemort is to collect all of these what are called horcruxes and destroy them. They are pieces of Voldemort that have been spread out into different various items. You get into that topic, you get into that uh, sort of idea in the very in the second movie. It's like with the, by the second movie, you already know that these Horcruxes exist, and that's what he has to do. So you'll be collecting Horcruxes and destroying Horcruxes throughout the game, and as you're doing so, you're also finishing these uh, iconic battles from the movies. Uh, and once you collect all of the Horcruxes, you finish all of the battles, and let's say you finish all the multi balls, then you get into your wizard mode, um, which is going to be uh, defeat Voldemort. I think it's very clear as to what it needs to be. It's defeat Voldemort. That's the theme of the movies. You've, you know, you sit through. I think it's like nine different movies. Let's see. You've got, uh, you've got Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, uh, Order of the Phoenix, uh, or I'm sorry, Goblet of Fire. Maybe Order of the Phoenix is first. Then you've got Half Blood Prince. Then you've got Deathly Hallows. So what? Eight, nine movies. That's a lot of movies. You sit through all of that just to get to the end when maybe or maybe not Voldemort dies. Who knows? Who knows? you got to watch the movies to find out. But, yes, Voldemort, uh, defeat Voldemort is going to be the wizard mode at the end of the game. And in the interest of that, getting to that mode, that wizard mode, uh, we got to talk about the other stuff that's going to appear on the play field. Um, So, again, we've got the bash toy. Uh, I want to have stand-up targets on the left-hand side, uh, and the stand-up targets themselves um, will probably be related to a specific character. I would think maybe Hermione, um, but uh, they would each stand-up target. There are probably about four stand-up targets, four or five, and we'd find some kind of term that would fit into those, uh, a word or something. Uh, You give me ideas. Uh, This is where I'm going to rely on you guys, the community, to let me know what you think. But those stand-up targets, they're probably going to have the sole purpose of starting a mode or two. So a handful of modes that perhaps Hermione's involved in or, or battles that Hermione's been involved in in the movies, those stand-up targets will light those modes. Now, um, on the right-hand side, uh, I don't really want to go with stand-up targets again. I'm thinking like you see games like um, uh, Rolling Stones where you've got stand-up targets on both sides. I, I like to mix it up. I like to see some some variations. So you've got stand-up targets on the left-hand side. Um, on the right-hand side, let's say maybe a scoop. Um, and that scoop is probably going to be, you know what it would be? Oh, you know what would be so cool? A Dobby scoop. So let's put Dobby, a, to- a Dobby toy. We'll get into the toy section, but I'm imagining in my head already a Dobby toy above that scoop. And when you hit that scoop, um, perhaps you light uh, like a, do- a Dobby mini mode um, that's uh, just scoring you points, and it's low point scoring. It's not it's not significant, um, but maybe there's a like a hidden hidden se- scoring secret in there. So you know you finish some of the Dobby modes, and you know you kind of like well this is whatever I'm not really getting any points, but you finish a lot of Dobby modes, mini modes, and maybe repeat some. Suddenly the points start stacking up. Um, so you got that scoop on the right-hand side. You've got the stand-ups on the left-hand side. We've got most of the back of the play field populated. 
Um, we need to talk about how you're going to actually start your modes. Um, probably something along the lines of each lane, each uh, each ramp, each each lane that orbits um, will have a mode associated with it. So once that mode's lit, you uh, or once you have mode start lit, let's say Hermione gets you your mode start, um, the modes themselves will be you can pick one by hitting a shot. Uh, similar, I know we talked about I think we talked about Spider Man already with the ramp layout, but similar to that. You hit a shot, start your mode, and um, you go through and you do your battles. Once you get all those modes finished, again, they're going to get progressively more difficult. Um, and uh, some of them will be, well, if you can pick where they start, perhaps they're not progressively more difficult, but maybe some are more difficult than others. So you have to choose wisely which mode you start. And now, once you get those modes completed, um, we did talk about needing to collect the Horcruxes. And the Horcruxes are almost certainly going to be related to shots as well. So the actual shot that you take, um, perhaps if you hit a certain shot a specific number of times, you get the Horcruxes. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a little deep in the, the, the weeds here. So you guys let me know uh, what you think about the Horcrux shots, how you collect your Horcruxes in the game. I'd love to hear it. I'm sure you have awesome, awesome ideas on how that should work. So... I'm getting a little burnt out on the rules and the play field. We kind of transitioned into rules while talking about the play field. But to be fair, the play field lends itself to the rules. So it's something that we kind of have to discuss in tandem. Uh, so again, you've got your Whomping Willow multiball. Okay, so that's going to be one of your multiballs that you can start. Uh, perhaps we have a um, target in the back of the machine, kind of near the Whomping Willow, or maybe actually... Um, up behind or we have that we still have that side ramp to use maybe there's uh, uh, a switch behind at the ed edge of that ramp kind of similar to the venom shot um, can you tell I've been playing a lot of spidey lately <laughs> um, so you, something similar to that where if you hit it enough times uh, you can start uh, lighting locks and when you light the locks you just hit your orbits and maybe there's a lock up top somewhere uh, and three locks gets you a new multi-ball and uh Oh, another feature that I think is really super duper cool that I wanted to include, and there's actually gonna we're gonna touch on this a bit later in our callout section because I think it's a great callout too, is Wingardium Leviosa mode. So this is gonna be a mode that strictly it's uh, think of Bram Stoker's Dracula, where you've got the ball that moves its way up the playfield, something similar to that, or perhaps something similar to with. Uh, Capcom's um, uh, Pinball Magic, or uh, ooh, what was it called? I think it was just called Pinball Magic, or Magic Pinball, whatever. The Capcom Magic-themed pinball game, uh, where the ball goes up uh, the wand and uh, drops in, I think, a hat or something. It's been a while since this game's so rare. It's been so long since I've played it. But uh, the ball will levitate in some way, or will simulate levitation in some way, and it's going to be awesome. And as it happens, you're going to hear Hermione say, Wingardium Liviosa, and it's going to be awesome. So, all right, I don't want to get bogged down by the rules. I think I said that already. I want to hear what you guys think. You let me know what you think on the rules and what you think on the playfield layout. Again, you guys are probably going to have some really killer ideas. So let's move on to the next section. So given the year of the game, it's going to be a DMD display. 
and we need to come up with some DMD animations that are appropriate for the content. But obviously, we'll keep it short. I don't want to... We could talk about DMD animations for hours, but we want to keep this short, so I certainly don't want to talk your ear off. In the future, I think these episodes might get a little bit longer because uh, I'd like to start bringing in some guest contributors uh, because really it's tough to come up with these ideas by myself. I would absolutely adore bouncing ideas off of somebody else. So uh, that's the plan in the future. But DMDs, I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> DMDs, we're going to keep it short, but we're going to keep it sweet for sure. So when we get into the DMDs, right, when the game first starts up, oh, I totally forgot. Part of the game is when you start, you have to choose a house to go into. And I don't know if this is going to have any bearing on the rule set or how, you know, how you play the game, if you get any sort of advantage. But when you start the game, you have to pick a house, and it's going to be Gryffindor, uh, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, or Slytherin, your standard houses. And this is the cool part. You're going to love this. Uh, on the back box is going to be a sorting hat. And that's going to be the topper. And given the era and the time, I don't think it's going to be animated. It's not something that was really done at that time. Uh, but if you could have it animated to talk, that would be the coolest. So I'm just going to pretend like that's an option in 2009 or whenever this game's being made. But uh, if not, it would just be the sorting hat. And he's going to talk to you, you know. He's going to say things like, Oh, you look like a formidable pinball player. I shall put you in Rivendor. So this is going to be super cool. I think you guys can agree. That's That would be awesome. So <laughs> back to what we were talking about, the DMD animations, right? So when you first step up to the game, you've got your selection of your house. Your, you know, your left, right flipper deciding which house you're going to be in for the start of the game. And then once you launch the game, you're going to have that whoo, flyover of Hogwarts and you're going to get that, right? That's the attract music. That's the first thing you get when you start the game. Boy, I hope I did that well. My vocals aren't the greatest, but you get what I'm saying. That's that Harry Potter theme music that we all have come to know and love. And that's your first animation. So let's get into the modes, right? So we talked about the fighting the basilisk mode. So in this mode, you may have a over-the-shoulder view of Harry with um, the sword fighting the basilisk, and the basilisk is attacking, and each time you hit a shot, the basilisk recoils until you've defeated the basilisk. Uh, oh, boy, I said basilisk a lot of times. <laughs> uh, so some of the other iconic battles or, or fights throughout the, throughout the series. Um, in the very first movie, one of the, fairy, one of the things that the, the kids have to do is go through um, a, a series of trials to get to the Sorcerer's Stone. So in that case, you might see things like um, uh, the the chess match that they have to go through. Boy, I hope that was the first movie, right? Um, but uh, that was like the living, that was Wizard's Chess, okay? And that was living chess where they had to actually play characters and fight each other. And it was, uh, Ron almost dies. It's, uh, yeah, there's this great moment uh, where Hermione says, Ron, no! Uh, it's one of my favorite things to quote. Uh, <laughs> so things like that. And then on the backlash, or on the, excuse me, on the DMD, you're going to have that battle happening. Okay, so think of those animations there. Um, let's get into the wizard mode, right? Destroy Voldemort. Here, uh, I would really, really love to have some beautiful 
glowing animations of the casting of the spells, both with Harry and Voldemort. I think it would look really great. So each time you hit a shot that you need to hit or you know, you, you hit a series of shots that you need to hit to progress through the wizard mode, uh, you might see one or the other animation of them fighting. Uh, and it's going to look really, really cool. And uh, how about the game over, right? So the game over animation, um, maybe it's, uh, it's Harry going back to his uncle's house, getting shut down, locked up in the closet underneath the stairs. I don't know. It could be anything. What do you guys think? Seriously, guys, comment. Let me know. The DMD animations, it's endless. You could have so many. The ideas that are flowing out of my head right now, they're coming out of my eyeballs and my ears. They're coming out of everywhere. So I just, it's hard to put them all down. So I want to know what you guys think about these DMD animations. All right, so now comes one of my favorite sections. Toys, toys, toys. So now we're going to talk about toys, 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 toys that are going to be on the play field. And I love it. I love toys on play fields. I love populated play fields. Oh, my gosh. Guardians of the Galaxy Pro is that's boring to me. Sorry, if you, I mean I, it's a, it's a great game. You know the code's gotten a lot better, but the play, the layout everything is boring. But I mean then you get into the LE with those Groot arms across the playfield, and oh man, my heart just melts for it. I love it. So the more a playfield is populated with toys and kinetic fun things that you can hit, the better it is to me. So I'm super excited. We've talked about the Dobby hole. Not what you think. The Dobby, the Dobby shot on the right hand side. We've got the Dobby character over top of that. We've got the Whomping Willow. What else do we have? Hmm. Well, there is the Cerebrus. I think I'm saying that right. If if I'm wrong, correct me. The three headed dog named Fluffy from the first movie. How cool would it be to have that on the playfield as a toy? Maybe next to Hagrid's hut. Uh, I think it's one of Hagrid's beasts that protects the chamber where the Sorcerer's Stone is in the first movie. Um, but you could have a Hagrid toy. We don't have very much Hagrid representation in the artwork, so a Hagrid toy, maybe with Fluffy on the left-hand side, uh, near the, just behind the Hermione targets. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, so we've got the pop bumpers in the back. Uh, we could certainly... I, I don't know if they were doing this at the time. I think they were. They were having digital art on top of the pop bumpers on the pop bumper caps instead of regular old boring pop bumper caps. So you could possibly have the artwork um, from the movie on top of the pop bumper caps um, and then maybe even get them sort of uh, 3D almost. Uh, you know, it kind of qualifies as a toy. Ooh, I don't know. What do you, you let me know. Is that Does that qualify as a toy? Uh, maybe we do something else on top. Hey, look at Stargate. There's toys on top of those pop bumpers. I don't want to get too overwhelmed with toys as much as I love to see them on play fields. So obviously we've got the Voldemort and the Harry Potter battle that's happening. Um, and, uh, and oh, we didn't even include Quidditch in any way. I mean, holy cannoli, there could be a whole video mode around Quidditch. So you could have some of the Quidditch toys um, like the uh, Golden Snitch, which is that little golden ball with the wings on it. You could have that somewhere on the play field as a toy. And then, like I said, I think you need the Voldemort and the Harry on the play field. It might be a little too much Voldemort, too much Harry. Uh, can you really have too much Voldemort and too much Harry? You guys let me know. I don't I don't think so. But then again, I love the movies. I love everything about them. So 
Oh man, so many, so many great ideas for toys. Um, hmm. I think we've pretty much covered most of the toys that we can put on the playfield without completely making it way too crazy. Uh, but again, you could have any number of things. The Horcruxes, they're actually in some cases they're actual physical items. They could exist on the playfield as well as little sculptures. But again, you got that Whomping Willow right in the middle as the big feature toy. Um, we could put something else there. What do you guys think? You want to put something else there? Let me know. So, last but not least, Call Out Corner. Call Out Corner! Yeah, this is my favorite part. We get to talk about the call outs in the game. It's Harry Potter. It's such a rich vein. You could have so many call outs, but let's talk about my favorites. Okay, so we talked about Wingardium Leviosa mode already. So you've got Hermione doing her Wingardium Leviosa lines in throughout that. It could even like lead into a multi-ball. That could be your third multi-ball, right? So you've got three multi-balls that you need to complete. And throughout it, you could be hearing lines from the movie, uh, like when Hermione says, It's not Wingardium Leviosa. It's Wingardium Leviosa. You know, whatever. Uh, I don't know. You could have call-outs like that, but Wingardium Leviosa's got to be there. Um, what else has to be there? So many other lines from those movies that have to be there. Oh, uh, got to have the line, I solemnly swear I am up to no good. This is the Tom Riddle third or fourth movie or something like that with the Weasley brothers. Uh, but yeah, you got to have got to have that in there. Um, uh, what else? You could have some lines from Professor Snape. You know, he's got a few good ones in there. I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head. You're putting me on the spot. Oh, oh man. Dig deep. We could find some stuff, I'm sure. Uh, there's a line. There's a line where Harry... Uh, walks into, he gets caught in the hallway by Snape, and, you know, Professor Snape, that beautiful, beautiful Alan Rickman voice, um, you know, he, he says, Harry Potter. Did I, did I do a good Alan Rickman? I hope I did. I hope I did it justice. Uh, R.I.P. Alan Rickman, such a good actor, but you could have him sort of giving you some negative feedback throughout the game. That would be really cool. And then, you get into certain Dobby mini modes. Uh, you could have your Dobby lines. I'm going to do my best here. I freaking love Dobby. He's one of the best characters from the series. But you could have him say things like, Harry Potter must not go back to Hogwarts. Stuff like that. <laughs> I hope you guys like my impressions. I really think it's going to be hopefully one of the most entertaining parts about this podcast. So... There's lots you could do with Dobby, with Snape. Um, you could do stuff with Hermione, like I said. You could do stuff with Ron. Um, you could do stuff. You could do some Dumbledore lines. I mean, it's all there. It's all for the taking. But, and I have to wrap up because we're getting real close to that 30-minute mark, and I really don't want to go over, but my favorite one of all, and come on, this one's so obvious, low-hanging fruit, but, oh, boy, I'm going to reach up and grab it. When you get to the wizard mode and you beat the wizard mode, you have to have a Harry's, uh, or excuse me, Harry, well, Harry's friend and uh, your friend, my friend, everyone's friend, Hagrid, say the line, you're a wizard, Harry. It's got to happen. Oh, it's so perfect. It fits. There's a little slot for it, and it fits perfectly right there at the end of the wizard mode. You did it. You beat the wizard mode. You're a wizard, Harry. 
So that's the call outs. I think I'm going to wrap it up there this week, guys. I really hope you like this first episode. And of course, let me know feedback on the forum pages. Did you like the format? Um, you know, things you like, things you didn't like. And more importantly, you know, that stuff's great. I'm going to take it all into consideration. But really, this is this is just a, a test bed to get ideas from you guys. You know, this is to get you started and spark some imagination in you. So let me know what ideas you come up with and what you would do with a Harry Potter pin. So earlier I mentioned that in the next episode, we're going to talk about another idea that I've had for quite some time. And I'm going to tease that right now. This will be a fun game. We'll see if you guys can guess what the subject of the next episode is going to be. So here we go. This is another late 2000s era pinball machine. But it could have been earlier. Uh, but I'd really like to kind of put it in that era. And here's the line. See if you can guess. <clears throat> I peek through the misty ashes of the fire. So there you have it. See if you guys can guess what the next game is going to be. I'll put up another episode in a week or so. And yeah, super excited to be doing this with you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on What Could Have Pinned.